0: In the book of Acts chapter 27, the apostle Paul and a host of others are on a huge ship sailing for Rome. At one point in their voyage, Paul prophesies and tells them not to sail any further or they're going to meet with certain disaster. But the sailors look at the clear sky. They Feel the cool, gentle south breeze blowing softly. It appears to them that all is well, and it's just a really nice day for sailing. So the Bible says that they ignored Paul's warning and set sail anyway. But verse number 14 says, but not long after. Say that with me this morning. Not long after, things suddenly Let me read it to you. Verse 14, but not long after, the weather changed abruptly, and the wind of typhoon strength called a northeaster, caught the ship, and blew it out to sea. We are presently in a series called adulting. See, there comes a time in everybody's life when they have to grow up and take ownership of their life. Adulting brings with it some struggles. It brings with it some difficulties. Adulting can be challenging. Today we're going to be talking about encountering the unexpected. All of us are faced with this challenge from time to time. I don't know what it might be for you. It it could be an unexpected layoff at work. It could be a divorce that that just seems to come from out of nowhere. I don't know, for you, maybe it is a serious physical issue. Perhaps it's the betrayal of a best friend. And the list goes on and on and on and on. As adults, we will definitely encounter the unexpected. I want to make four statements about our subject today. And the first statement that I want to make is this, and that is, the unexpected should be expected. Did you get it? The unexpected, for adults, the unexpected should be expected. We should expect to experience the unexpected. Here's what I've come to know, and that is life can change for us in a moment's time. How many of you have ever experienced that? Life can change in a moment's time. In verse 13, the Bible says that the south wind is blowing softly out. Oh, the sun is shining. all oh, the sky is blue. The birds are singing. Ah, oh, it seems to be a beautiful, beautiful day. And yet the very next verse, verse 14 says, but not long after. And not long after this, things change drastically for these people. Seemingly, from out of nowhere, the sky turns black and the winds begin to howl and the waves become fierce. Life can change in a moment's time. I'm reminded of a pastor friend that I know. I'm reminded of a situation that happened to my pastor friend many years ago. Oh, oh he, he's thinking all is well. He's thinking life is good. He thinks all is well at home and in his family and in his church. He goes to the church. He goes to the office that morning without a care in the world, thinking all is well in his life. That very evening, he comes home from work. He comes home expecting business as usual. He finds it odd when he drives up to his house because his wife's car is not in the driveway. He thinks that a little bit odd because she did not tell him that she was going to be going anywhere. The pastor walks into his house without a clue as to what was waiting on him. Not a clue that his life was about to go south in just a couple moments. The pastor saw a note sitting on the dining room table and as he read the note from his wife, his whole world changed. She wrote, I don't want to be married anymore. She wrote, I don't want to be a pastor's wife anymore. She wrote, I'm tired of being judged and criticized for everything I do. She said, I'm leaving and I'm not coming back. Do not try to find me. Here's what I know and that is life can change for us in a moment's time. And if I would allow you this morning, many of you could stand and tell us your story of how things were so good and you thought everything was well, but whatever it might have been for you, your life, took a drastic change in a moment's time see here's what I know and that is life's challenges come to us all life's challenges come to us although we don't all have the same challenges but we will all have some See, see, Paul wasn't the only one on this ship in our scripture today. According to verse number 37, there were 276 people on this ship. So often we look at our challenges and we think that we are the only ones going through stuff. Hear me this morning, we all have our stuff to go through. Oh, you might not have to face what I have to face, and I may not have to face what you have to face, but all of us have stuff to face in our life. Life's challenges come to us all. The unexpected should be expected. Second statement that I want to make about our subject today is this, and that is the unexpected should cause us to examine our situation. Two questions that I believe we should ask ourselves in this examination. And the first question that we should ask ourselves is this. And that is, did we ignore the warnings given to us? Here is this unexpected situation. Here is this dilemma. Here is this thing that we are facing. But did we ignore the warnings that were given to us? I want us to read verses 9 through 11 Verses 9 through 11 of chapter 27 of the book of Acts, it says, Now when much time had been spent and sailing was now dangerous because the fast was already over, Paul advised them. Listen, Paul advised them. Say, Paul advised them. Saying, men, I perceive that this voyage will end with disaster and much loss not only of the cargo and ship, but also of our lives. Nevertheless, the centurion was more persuaded by the helmsman and the owner of the ship than by the things spoken by Paul. And because the harbor was not suitable to winter in, the majority advised to set sail from there also. If by means they could reach Phoenix, a harbor of Crete, opening toward the southwest and northwest, and they could winter there. This storm and the consequences of this storm should not have come to them unexpected because the Apostle Paul had warned them about it. But I ask you this morning, how many times do we ignore the warnings that we receive and, and we just pu- push on through and, and then we are surprised by the consequences? Really? Really? We had received warning about whatever that it might be and then we go ahead and push through it and go ahead and go on with it and then when something bad happens to us, then we are surprised and we say, why did this happen to me? Really? Verse number 12 gives us the reason why those in charge ignored Paul's warning. Even though Paul told them there's going to be a dilemma, there's going to be a storm, there's going to be catastrophe. Catastrophe. Disaster is waiting for us if we push out from the shore. We need to stay, we need to stay anchored here, we need to stay here. But even though Paul gave them warning not to go, yet they refused the warning. They refused to listen to the warning. And verse number 12 uh, gives us a reason why those that were in charge ignored the warning of the Apostle Paul. Verse 12 says, because the harbor was not suitable to winter in. Say it was not suitable. Oh, poor babies. Because the harbor was not suitable to winter in, the majority... How I many know you don't always want to listen to the majority... The majority advised to set sail and sail to a more suitable harbor. Say, more suitable. more suitable. See, they ignored Paul's warning because of creature comforts. And so often we ignore our warnings because of creature comforts as well, you know we're told things like, you know, we're told that financial emergencies will eventually come and because financial emergencies are going to eventually come that we should save for them and we should have an emergency fund in place. How many's ever heard that taught from this p- podium? Amen. We're told that financial emergencies are going to eventually come and then because of that we should save for them and we should have an emergency fund in place, but we ignore. Say ignore? but we ignore this warning and we spend everything we get our cotton-picking hands on and then the unexpected happens like a transmission goes out or a list of major things that I could list today, whatever that it might be, and we have absolutely nothing saved for the emergency. We have no emergency set aside uh, funds set aside. We have no savings. Uh, listen, we're talking about adulting this morning. For adults, the unexpected should be expected. Did we ignore the warnings that were given to us? And do we now expect somebody else to bail us out? We were warned. We were told what we ought to do, but we ignored the warning. But now when the unexpected comes, when the catastrophe comes, when the disaster disaster comes, now we're expecting somebody else to bail us out. And we are angry if they do not. We expect somebody else to bail us out. Somebody who did he- heed the warning, someone who did plan for emergencies. Like, like the parable of the ten virgins that Jesus told. Remember that parable? The Bible says there were ten virgins and five were wise and five were foolish and they were going to a wedding. The five f- five wise brought oil in their lamps, but they also brought extra oil. The five foolish, the five foolish did not have an emergency fund. Hello? They had, they, they had their lamp. They had oil in their lamp, but they had no backup plan. They had no emergency fund. They had no savings. And all of a sudden, all of a sudden, because the bridegroom has delayed his coming, and it's he's delayed, and now they, they thought he would be here by now and thought we had enough oil, but, but, but now he's delayed his, his coming, and so the five foolish run out of oil. And what do they do? They look to the five wise and say, hey, we want some of your oil. Hello? And how did this work out for them? (laughs) The unexpected should cause us to examine our situation. Did we ignore the warnings that were given to us? Another question that we need to ask, and that is this. Do we need to get rid of some things that are weighing us down? we need to get rid of some things that are weighing us down? Back to our scripture for today in verse number 18 and 19, it says, and because we were exceedingly tempest-tossed, the next day they lightened the ship. Say they lightened the ship. On the third day, we threw the ship's tackle overboard with our own hands. sometimes we allow our ship to become overloaded. We get too busy. We try to do too much. We buy too many things. We overload our budget. We try to please everybody. We overcommit. Our ship gets overloaded. It's interesting to me how things that once seemed so important suddenly seem so unimportant when life storms pop up. Some of the things that they are throwing overboard at this time, perhaps they were some of the things that they thought when they left, before they left on their voyage, perhaps they thought, I cannot live without this. I've got to have this. Oh, maybe somebody said, You're taking too much stuff, man. You don't need to pack that heavy. You don't need, oh, yes, I've got, I can't live without this. But when the storm comes up, all of a sudden, all of that stuff is meaningless. All of a sudden, man, man, when you're facing the, you know, that you may lose your life, man, you're just throwing it all overboard. You don't, it's amazing how little we really actually need. I ask you this morning, do we need to lighten our ship? Do we need to get rid of some things that are weighing us down so that when the storm does come, we will be able to ride it out? Some things that we might need to purge from our lives or things that, that could include debt. Amen. That may, that's, that's something we need, to get, we need to get rid of out of our life. Maybe it's a toxic relationship. Maybe it's an addiction. Maybe it's stinking thinking. Maybe it's wrong priorities. And the list could go on and on and on and on and on. Our subject today is encountering the unexpected. Adulting will include this. Let me make my third statement this morning, and that is the unexpected should be overcome by experience. Yeah, the unexpected, we should be able to overcome the unexpected by our experience. See, here's what I know, and that is the past is a good teacher for the present. See, see what knocked you off your feet in the past should only cause you to wobble a little bit in the present. It's okay that you're dealing with something this morning. It's not okay if you're still dealing with the same stuff you were dealing with this time last year. And what knocked you off your feet in the past should only cause you to wobble a little bit in the present. When I was a young, inexperienced pastor, I was was easily discouraged. Uh, I was easily offended. I was often anxious. Today, today after 47 years of full-time ministry, it takes a lot to discourage me. It takes a lot to offend me. It takes a lot to make me anxious. I'm not saying I'm never discouraged. I'm not saying I'm, I'm never offended. I'm not saying nothing makes me anxious. But I'm telling you, I'm telling you what used to knock me off my feet won't even cause me to wobble today. See, experience has taught me this too shall pass. See, one pastor said that his favorite scripture was, and it came to pass. (laughs) What's your favorite scripture, pastor? He said, and it came to pass. He said, thank God it didn't come to stay. (laughs) See, experience has taught me that some people will love me and some people will hate me. Some people will cheer on my style and some people will hate it. some people will come to this church because of me and some will leave because of me i got news for you they leave because of some of you do Here's what I know, here's what experience has taught me there will be ups and there will be downs. That's why when things are up, I don't get as high as I used to get because I know things are not always going to be up, but I'm also good to tell you that when things are down, I'm not going to wallow as much down there because I know it won't be long and there'll be an upturn. There will be ups and there will be downs. There will be good times and there will be bad times. But experience has taught me that if I keep my heart right, did you hear me? I said, if I keep my heart right, and if I just keep doing the right things, oh, experience has taught me that God will help me, that God is faithful, that God will see me through. Yeah. And he'll do the same for you. The past is a good teacher for the present. And here's this second thing, and that is the past. The past should motivate us to prepare for the future. Have you ever been unprepared in the past? Was it an embarrassing experience? An uncomfortable experience, a devastating experience? If so, then the past experience should motivate us to prepare for future experiences. See, we've all experienced our day of stupid. How many's ever had a day of stupid? Some people have about one a week. We've all experienced our day of stupid. We've all acted and reacted in ways that we are not only not proud of, but we are even embarrassed about. I have. That just makes us human. The problem arises when we don't learn from those experiences. Oh, the problem arises when we repeat them and it even becomes a pattern for us. The unexpected should be overcome by experience. The past should motivate us to prepare for the future. Now let us look at the fourth and the last statement about encountering the unexpected that I want to make today. And that is this. The unexpected should, be, the unexpected should not exasperate us as much as we mature. Back to our scripture for today. Because of the severity of the storm the people on the ship, including the sailors, began to panic. Matter of fact, every single person on the ship panicked except Paul. What do I get from this? That is, the unexpected should not exasperate us as much as we mature. See, because we have learned through experience Because this is not our first rodeo. We are no longer rookies. We have been there, done that, and bought the t-shirt. And because of this, we should do two things. The first thing we should do, and that is we we should learn from God's faithfulness. Learn from God's faithfulness. See, Paul walked with God. Paul walked with God. Paul knew God. Paul had history with God. And so let's read what the apostle Paul said to these panicking people on this ship. You'll find his words in verses 22 through 25. Paul stands up before those 275 passengers and he says to them, and now I urge you to take heart for there will be no loss of life among you, but only of the ship. He said, "For there stood by me this night an angel of the God to whom I belong and whom I serve, saying, Do not be afraid, Paul, you must be brought before Caesar, and indeed God has granted you all it has granted you all those who sail with you. Therefore take heart, men, for I believe God that it will be just as it was told to me. We should learn from God's faithful. Paul learned from God's faithfulness. God, uh, Paul knew that God's words were true. So I ask you this morning, do you have any history with God? Has he brought you through anything in the past? Because I'm telling you that if God brought you through the storm of the past that he will be there with you and he will bring you through the storm of the present and I'm telling you that the storm that is brewing, that's coming in your future, God is already there and he will take you through that storm as well. Has he been faithful to you in the good times as well as the bad times? If so, why are you so exasperated over your recent an unexpected situation and I ask you this morning why was it so unexpected for you don't you expect the unexpected hasn't life taught you yet that the unexpected is just around the corner for you I ask you this morning are you still naive enough to believe that life begins with once upon a time and that it ends with they lived happily ever after without any struggle or heartache or pain or problem or difficulty in the in the middle Pastor, stop being negative. I'm not being negative this morning. I'm being real. Not only should we learn from God's faithfulness, but because we have learned, then we should lean into God's faithfulness. Friend, if you are facing the unexpected today, lean into God's faithfulness. Faithfulness. Place your head on his shoulder and rest in him. The psalmist wrote in Psalm 36 verse 5, God's faithfulness reaches to the heavens. Oh, 89 in verse 1, with my mouth I will make known your faithfulness to all generations. And verse 5 of Psalm 89, I will speak of your faithfulness in the assembly of of the saints. And finally, verse 33, God says, I will not allow my faithfulness to fail. I challenge you today, lean into God's faithfulness. Our takeaway for the message today is simply this, life will never stop presenting the unexpected to us. There will never come a time in our life when we are not going to have to encounter The unexpected, that's why we should expect the unexpected I'm not talking about a negative attitude I'm not talking about you know the glass being half empty I'm not talking about this morning I'm just talking about the reality the reality that there's going to be some stuff happen to us along this journey there's going to be some bad things that are going to happen to good people along this journey and if we know that that, and we also have have to understand that there's a devil that is real and a devil that hates us and he comes to steal and to kill and to destroy and we need to understand that he is going to be at work in our life. And, and don't be surprised when he shows up. It's actually a good thing when he shows up because he wouldn't show up if you already belong to him. The fact that he has shown up, the fact that he is working havoc in your life tells you that you're doing something he does not like. It tells you that you are doing something good. It tells you you're on the right track and he's trying to derail you. Life will never stop presenting the unexpected to us. Our takeaway also this morning is wise people will plan for such times. Wise people will plan for such times. Father, I thank you one more time today for your incredible, your infallible, your life-altering, life-changing word. God, I pray today that you will do what I am unable to do today. Do the work in the hearts and the lives of the people that you want done in this service this morning. In Jesus' name.